0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to this week's episode of the gym owners podcast i'm your host tyler stone over there's john hi john hello tyler guys this week we're going to talk about how to can you hear me okay oh, we're good we this week we're going to talk about how to uh blow everyone else out of the water How to like overachieve, how to really, really excel at the thing that you do, not just for the sake of your clients, but for the sake of your business, your family, your future, all that stuff. So how to take the shit you want to do past the point of mediocrity, past the point of things just kind of happening and really, really have something really special on your hands. We're going to get into all that today. But first, I need you to go to the Gym Owners Revolution. That's our Facebook group. Make sure you join that. Follow us. Make sure you're following us, the show, at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. John, how do they find you? You can find me on
1: Instagram at jbanksfl. And
0: if you want to check out the other services that we have, you can go to gymownersrevolution.com. There we've got the Gear Academy, our coaching, our business coaching services, where we take your business to the whole new level, blow you out to the stratosphere. Uh, do all the good stuff you need to be doing to get yourself a good solid foundation so that your business can not just achieve but overachieve so that's our what do we got here less than a minute in we're done selling you let's go let's go so this is a subject we've been talking about a lot because so often with gym owners the thing i've mentioned many times is that getting to being a gym owner getting your gym open very often is a finish line for some people it's ah i want to have a gym that's mine, that's a business. And that's a great goal. Just like as a kid, you grow up, you want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. Awesome, bitch. But now you got to go to space. Like, let's go. You're, not, you're an astronaut. Now there's astronaut shit to do. So now you're a gym owner. And what do you want that to be for the sake of your clients, for the sake of your family, what you're doing? Are you doing this to purposely earn yourself like a S, below average income? while you achieve above average results for your clients. that's where a lot of people, the good people do that. And it doesn't need to be that way. Um, But it can also be the other way. You know, there's a lot of people that are delivering below average results for their clients and (laughs) receiving below average financial rewards for themselves and their family. But you can do them both. And I highly recommend you can do both. You can be on any side of either of those things. But I really think that what your system should do is deliver some top-notch service, top-notch results for your clients while making sure that you are really, really, really taken care of on the business side. But that comes from two things. You need to excel at fulfilling the product that you have. And then you need to be really good at monetizing it. So Mm -hmm. that's the stuff we're going to get into today. Uh, Let me pull up here, John. Why don't you take this first piece, John, here. Some of the, a couple examples here. Well, the, so
1: for me, like the difference between whether or not you are a gym owner that is going to do things from a stance of like you're, you're mediocre, what you do, therefore you get a mediocre return. It, it starts to become a harder conversation. We've talked with a lot of gym owners over the years where they're struggling with what they want to do and why they want to do it. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you want to make a lot of money as a gym owner. It has to be something that you want to do, period. Like this is now a discussion between whether you want to do something or you need to do something. And the fact is is that you didn't need to open your gym either. You could have just stayed working as a coach or working at your nine to five or working whatever else that you were doing before you had this overwhelming, whatever, call to adventure to then break out and do something out on your own. You could have stayed an HVAC Mm -hmm. employee. The whole time yeah. that is where you stay because at the end of the day, you don't need to do a whole lot of anything, but there is an itch that you want to do something. And that, and that definitely that feeling where it's, I, I got the gym open, the goal is accomplished. And now all of a sudden you get back into this mindset where it's like, well, do I, do I need to sell supplements? Like, do I need do I need to be able to offer nutrition coaching? Do I need like it ends up starting can now? Just have members? That seems to be if I can just kind of get them in, is that okay? And it's like, can I just clean in the back? And yeah, can I just, I just be coach, busy
0: not right, talking? Programming and clean.
1: I don't I don't want to talk to anybody. I kind of didn't get into this because I wanted to interact with people. I just wanted to interact with my people, but now like so now there's lots of elements and you don't need to do anything, but this is now the difference between what is the difference then of people that are great at what they do, like the best. And what are the examples you, we can take, what are the principles that we can take from them that what made them the best at what they did and how can we apply this to anything that we do in our businesses? One word
0: children. answer, steroids,
1: always. <laughs> <laughs> specifically the ones that people can't catch you yeah. have to stay you just say you have cancer you have ball cancer. Like,
0: the thing that separates a lot of the the excellence from the average is the fact that like they do, they absolutely desperately want greatness it really is the thing like like not accepting less is that's the michael jordan thing it's the kobe bryant thing it's like did did any of those guys geez you got a ring you got two rings can you get done are you happy you're not happy what do you need by the way in the well maybe some of that is truly not being happy in any of that is also maybe part of the formula but even like you know as you go further further you can see this in in any sport in powerlifting you know like uh like dan bell he's the man squatted well over a thousand pounds a lot of times you know looking at the total 2600 pounds this is like it's the all-time world records this is the kind of the strongest man that's ever walked the face of the earth. If you're going to be a big, strong guy, isn't that the fucking big, strong guy you want to be? Or do I just want to be a big, strong guy that looks the part that doesn't have anything to back it up? And this doesn't, again, that's that's up to you. But what do you want out of this thing? And if what you want is to really have your cake and eat it too, you can. You absolutely can, but you can't play the game that everybody else is playing. And one of the things that I see a lot is that most people in the world, mediocrity is like a thing they strive for, truthfully. And it's okay because some people maybe never get to average. They never get to the point where it's like, you know, i got an okay house, and, yeah, I work for somebody else, and it's all right. And, you know, my wife doesn't hate me, you know, two days a week. And, you know, I get laid once a year on my birthday or what You know, what I mean? whatever that stuff is That yeah. that kind of sucks, like – plenty of people never get that far and would kill for that. And that's, that's wonderful, but you got to hold yourself to a higher standard. One of the things this was, um, uh, this was at uh, a Tim, a Tim Ferriss quote. But it was like the fishing is best where the people aren't. And sure. it really is one of those things where you're always surprised at how many people aren't trying to do it all. Like aren't really trying to make something special happen. And then you realize when you start doing things like, Oh, it is a lot easier to to do that than I thought, because there's so much out there to be had. There's so much of that out to be had because there's so many people willing to accept absolute mediocrity in their lives, in their business, in their relationships, in their fitness, in everything. And so once you decide that you're not doing that, the the worst thing I hear from coaches and gym owners is when they're, oh, this other business told me this, and this other gym owner told me this, or my coach's group told me this. I was like, those people are average motherfuckers you're in a group with a bunch of other average even your wonderful coaching mentoring or whatever all this, stuff is, this is a bunch of average motherfuckers doing average shit just trying to be around and it's wonderful but you're going to get pulled into the median that's how that works you get in a group of 50 other people or whatever it is are you going to put float up to the top and lead then wonderful then you're the one okay but if yeah. you're in that stuff and you and you're you're going to become one of them which is just right in the middle of a bunch of boring people seeking that's why i don't put a lot of faith in those things unless the pedal is to the fucking metal on those deals.
1: Well and it's it is talk it is the age old right you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with, right? But what's really really important about that is are the people you're spending time with are your men especially if they're your mentors. Right? If you have a mentor, you need to have someone that is not content with anything that you're doing. Correct. My son goes and sees a, 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 he, he wants to, his goal in life is to play JV baseball, right? His goal in life is to play professional baseball, but right now he wants to get on the JV team, which is next year. And so he goes and he meets with a coach that helps him with batting every week. We go and see this coach and the coach talked to him and he's 12. So he hasn't had a lot of real experience with, real coaches. And this guy's a real coach. Like he played yeah. pro baseball. He's coached at higher levels and he just happens to be here now, right? His kids are growing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, you are going to come to me and I'm never going to be happy with anything that you're doing. He goes, but I need you to understand this up front: that if I didn't want you to be my client, and so he's talking to my son about this, right? The 12 mm-hmm. year old Because if I didn't want you to be my client, I would tell your dad that I was busy and I was full yep. and I didn't have any spots available. He goes, but you're huge and you like baseball a lot. He goes, so the odds of you being able to do something, if we can get you right, are very high, which makes you very interesting to me. So he goes, so understand, I'm never going to tell you that you're doing great. I just won't get mad at you. Yeah. And I think that that is where it's your mentors need to be that. The people you spend your time with should stretch you and make you feel uncomfortable and make you feel like, and this is what's really important about being in a room with people. So if you do have coaching programs, you have people that are your uh, accountability buddies, right? Accountable partners. Yeah, that are
0: Your peer groups and things like that. There's right. value in those things for market research and not much else.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the only time that they truly are valuable is if everyone is unreasonable in the room. Mm-hmm. And if you are unreasonable, what once was unreasonable to normies And to the average Joe is no longer unreasonable because that's the beauty is if you have enough people and you and I have experienced this a lot, Tyler, where we've, we have really audacious goals and things that we want to be able to do. And around normal humans, you've complained about this plenty of where you're from. And I experienced where I'm from. I don't get to have conversations about what I want to do in the business with average people
0: that are around where I live. I can't even tell people what I do because they don't get it or care.
1: But when you write it's it's 100% because it's going to take me longer to express. I I, I had a client
0: offer to buy me a heating and air conditioning company here just so I'd like stick around here for the long term. I'm just like, yeah, dude, I don't want to do that. What do you, what do you mean? Like I'll say, no, what are you talking about? What the fuck? Oh, you make a lot of money. No, I need to make a lot of money and love what I'm doing and, and have built it and have it be mine. And so this, it's a thing that I think is, it's, it is difficult. If you feel like you're on an Island you're probably kind of right. Right. And it's okay. It means, it means you're thinking differently. And that is that part, right? Remember the fishing is best where the people aren't. And so you do got to know, like, you should be doing things a little bit differently than others. There are things, of course, standardized best practices. There's a lot of those things that are absolutely worth seeking what other people are doing for. But always do that on the filter of, does this fit my big picture? Is this is this a pebble on the path? And if it's not, then it's got to go. And-,
1: yeah. and your North Star has to be unreasonable. And so this is what's the first step then? is you first have to establish whatever that unreasonable goal is. I'm going to be the best. And then everything you do next needs to be in movement towards that direction to where it's just like, no, this is, this is crazy, dude. Like, why are you worrying about all this? Like, why are you bothering? Why are you paying? Why do you pay for a mentor this much money per month? Why do you do any of these things? It's because it's because you know why, right? And so that's what you want to do. So how do you start to understand if you've had success as a gym owner Right? or you've been moving in the right direction, but you find as you have grown, it ends up being that your responsibilities have just grown along the way. And that's what we see a lot is that there are a lot of gym owners that are out there and a lot of fitness professionals that are wearing a fuck ton of hats. You're getting stretched out way too thin, right? You believe that every single time that if you just put a little bit more effort, and this is where Talk about a shitty mentality that luckily I feel like we're getting past with the idea of like team grind and team hustle, team no sleep. Yeah. I'm hoping that that's starting to go away but it's this mentality of like, well, if I just want 10 times more, I need to put in 10 times. the effort.
0: Yeah. That David Goggins shit. It's not for your business, buddy. Probably ain't even for your fitness. If I'm being totally honest, there's no biting down, bearing down and deciding to run 200 miles tomorrow. That's going to do you any fucking good in real life. So you got You do have to be pragmatic and practical about this approach. Um, There is things that you can do as a gym owner that you cannot just simply do more of. You do need to get better. And John's kind of has a, bit of a process of what we run through here, you know, like, like what this is. And we'll get into this in a little bit, but that, that you can't just do more of what you're doing to make it work. And you can't just, you can't just stamp yourself out over and over again. You're not going to hire a bunch of aces. who are going to handle all the things that you do well, and they're going to do it great. There is just a, there's more to it than just putting in more effort and more, more than just doing more. 100%.
1: And a lot of times it's going to be first, what the, the, the first step of the process of figuring this out is get a view. The, the number one thing that we find is super common with gym owners is as we start to say, it's what are all the things that you're doing in your gym? What are all the services? What's the products that you offer? Typically all that they're selling is their monthly membership. Mm-hmm. But when we really want to break it down and ask, Hey, what is it that you do write down everything there's all of a sudden it's like a fucking treasure trove of shit pops up Yeah. of like, Oh, well you do a lot more. And how come you're not talking about any of this? And so the first step comes down to is we got to get it all listed out. You got to list out everything that you're doing in your business. What are all the tasks, all the steps, all the things that you've done as you've continued to grow from when you started to where you are now is what's all the shit that you are now responsible for? Because we have to be able to get a bird's eye view of everything that you have going on so that we can go through the four-step process to start being able to key in on what's the most productive use of your time. Because the very first step we have to do is you got to list out all the shit that you're doing. And Tyler, what can, what can we get off your plate? Mm-hmm. What can we get you to stop being able to do as a gym owner? And I know like one of the things that was, it seems to be pretty consistent. How many of our gym owners are clean in their goddamn locations? Yeah. Like it's, I remember talking when with you're Ty- starting,
0: when you're starting, it's a, it's a, it's a blue collar mindset. I get it. Yeah. Right. It really is. And, and that's the, first, but, it, but I don't even know if we got to beat it up too much, like, Delegate that out. Just literally find someone to do that. Find someone to do that this week. I'm done. I, we can't. <laughs> like, that's the easiest, most low-hangingest shit. Like, that's got to be done. There are services that will come in and change your bathroom floor mats and toilet paper and all this shit. Like, like get all of this stuff that is purely unimportant. I mean, purely unimportant. And it needs to become a line item on your budget. And then all you need to do with each one of these new things that you're starting to offload because you know things there are if you don't start making a list but you need to offload and then just start like if you literally don't have the money perfect take a little effort and sell fill that gap now mm-hmm. get one new client in cover that now and then now just level up your operation from there on out with all that extra time you're going to have the next month and it's a very rudimentary like concept but that's one example and it's the, just the easiest example that like you should never be doing you're too important for that and if you're not if If you think that you as the owner are not too important for that, not just that, but that type of stuff, then you will always feel like you're not important enough to have earned all of the great, great, great stuff here. It's just there are things Kobe Bryant very often is not catching rebounds for himself when he was going and shooting in those things. There's somebody there because he just needs to be shooting. There is somebody there putting balls in his hands so he can work on the thing that matters. He's not chasing balls all over the goddamn thing all the time.
1: Well, let's use that example then. And there's one piece that is really important because the reality is, is that if Kobe knows he needs to get so many shots right per day, right? When he was alive, he got so many shots per day is he only has a finite amount of time to make those shots. So he has to have someone with him or he has to have something that's now built that allows him to be able to get the highest number of shots. So the shots is the revenue. It's the value of what he's doing. And so this is where the mistake that's made of the Goggins and the fucking TikTok warrior type people that are out there right now of talking about, you just need to do more, 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 more. And we're going to assume that you're not a lazy piece of shit. We're going to assume that what you're doing in your business is you are doing a lot of fucking things. The problem is if you're going to make the next leap right? If you're going to be able to get to the next version of yourself, you cannot continue to do all the things that you're doing because all the things that you're doing, what got you here, what's got you to this point is what's going to keep you at this point. Mm -hmm. It's not going to allow you to move on. So we have to then identify. So you have to prioritize all the shit that you are doing, what's making you, and this should be the list prioritized. What is making you the most money? So once you have your list, all the things that you're doing right now, What is making you the most amount of money and those things that are now the top of that list, that top 20% of all the shit you've got going on, whatever's making you the most money, that is what you now need to be focused on. You got to be taking shots. Somebody else has got to rebound. Somebody else has got to get the balls there. Like somebody else has got to do all those things. So you have to be doing that 20%. From there on, it doesn't mean that the gym now all of a sudden is no longer getting cleaned. Because it's, well, I don't make any money cleaning the gym. It's like, yeah. So fucking go find someone. Absolutely. Go yeah. Yeah, Find find someone. Find the who that can come in and fill that need to then be able to get you that point.
0: And it comes down to coaching falls into that category a lot. I see a lot For of sure. gymmers holding on to coaching because my staff's not quite there. or even Or even very much like just having to have your most valuable best aces doing all the coaching. And at some point, guys, this whole process is about there will be compromise when you plug someone else in. If you're doing your own social media, the day you hand that off to somebody, whether it's simply you do the creation and someone else is doing the publishing and the copyright, know that at some point they're not going to be as good as you or not as good as you want them to be. And then you have to be able to coach that stuff up or always everything that you're going to delegate out is going to end up kind of falling into a spot where they're not, they're not you. Well, good. Good good and hopefully they can grow into somebody that can because that is one of their main tasks instead of one of 4500 things that you do that they do that maybe they'll actually have some room to grow in and be beyond what you could be with that task because so many i see so many gym owners that are at their limit skill capacity wise time wise with with so many of the different hats they wear they're capped off completely so what are they going to do? Like you're not going to, I we try when there's gym Motors DIY in their social media. So we try to make them more efficient and better copywriting and all that stuff. But they all get to a point where this is as good as you're going to get as good as you need to be. Yep. That's just now this is efficient. This works. We'll run with this until it's time for this to not be yours. There's no reason to get, because now you've passed that 80, 20 rule to get that extra 20% better than this is going to take you so much time that it's not worth it because it will take away from the things that are actually making you money. cover and move, you know,
1: and, and the ability to make money. This is also where the mistake is of like trying to strive for that is like, it's so hard to be able to find like really good people to come in and work with you or to be able to even hire anyone when you're not making any fucking money. Mm-hmm. So when you were like, well, I'm going to do these things. It's like, well, how, how much money is that going to help you bring in? Well, I'll get an extra hundred dollars a month this month. It's like that is not going to move the needle in any particular direction that matters enough for you to be able to justify doing anything. Yeah. So you have to be able to start going after it's like, no, what's making you the most amount of money and how hard can you go at that thing? Because once you start making more money, because you've now really focused your time, it's so much easier to be able to be, to do the next step, whether, so you are, you're, you're trying to get rid of the task. You're trying to delegate the task and get them off your plate. So now, now only you're focused on things. And now the next piece is how can, what can, what is something that allows you to be able to automate? To be able to automate the process to where things are starting to come in, we work with a lot of gym owners that are are still taking cash. Mm -hmm. When we first meet them, it is Venmo and cash only customers, which is a goddamn nightmare when it comes to collecting and tracking. I mean, there's so many things that immediately get eliminated.
0: And you know, there are gym owners who are far beyond that point as well. Many any right but we want you to know for those of you that if, if you're still in that capacity it's okay everybody starts kind of starts there because if you did it right you started just coaching people if you did it right you didn't start with a big fat bankroll right so very often you just start so don't I, I know a lot of when, when we bring this up there are gym owners on the other side of that that are like who who the fuck doesn't know that that's a horror boy but some are just in it and in the middle when you start I've been there and when you start you're just kind of trying to make things work and you get people to come in and they say oh I can only pay you cash and you don't tell them no go get a fucking bank account dude or yes you do have a bank account figure it the fuck out like like you don't have the capacity to or willingness to be firm and tell people no because you are holding value in the like the long term <laughs> growth of your system that like you just kind of take accept whatever you can get when you get started so I get it so don't feel like we're talking way underneath you if you're way past this point and if we're talking to you don't you know you don't have to like take that personally either but it sucks dude I have seen I don't, I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about this, but you know, we just transitioned two gyms over from that kind of loose thing to at least a, a back end system that's doing you know whatever software's out. There's a million out there, so we're not married to to any These are actually two very separate pieces of software. Anyone who requires you or consultants who are saying it's this software over this one, they're charlatans. They're just getting kicked back. So fuck them. Fuck you fuck the software the software all fucking sucks some way the next yep. one sucks some different ways you'll hate the one you have now i was talking to a guy the other day and he was like yeah just having a hard time getting you know i'm just not getting enough of my leads coming in to like schedule meetings and stuff with me or i haven't quite got them all into close." and so i'm gonna talk to this other guy because he uses his different account management software i was like oh no that is not the solution and we've seen gym owners pivot from one software to another when they had much better things to do than that. So, um, but basically just that is a perfect example though of what you need to be doing that is valuable to your time, taking that task and leveling it up and going, or like this function of the business, like literally just, it's essentially what accounts receivable, right? Right. Just my money coming in. Um, How is that being done right now? And if it's loose or laborious, then that needs to be streamlined immediately because if it's loose, you're losing money. Mm-hmm. You truly are losing money. And there's nothing worse than a than a kind of a loose membership stuff that's not automated, automated, that doesn't automatically withdraw. Anyone that is not on an automatic withdrawal, an EFT or just automatic payment credit card payments being run. Um has a lower chance of staying within your business for the long term. They have, a you are going to lose tons of money in these gaps when they're not in. And it gives them a very low likelihood to come back if they've taken a few weeks off and it's past their renewal date. And then when they come back, they're just going to pay you that day and you'll be good for a month from that day. And then mm-hmm. you missed out on all the time in between where you should have been getting paid because they are in your system. So know that that's a huge gap that has, a huge reward in solving for those of you guys that are just out starting out, even if you're a personal trainer, there's a line where you have to stop letting all that stuff be done in one offs done without software. That line as a personal trainer is not near as near to you as it is if you're a gym. Cause if you're a gym, you probably do need 50 to hundred clients, 50 to 150 clients at least. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think if you're a personal trainer, you can make a serious living off of 20 or less. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Like fucking crazy good living. So keep that in mind that it's not the same for everybody.
1: No. And, and, and so we're not always talking to folks that are like literally coming out of the starting line is in the automation conversation. If you are a successful gym owner, the odds are you've been sold on software before. You probably have three or 17 softwares that don't speak well to each other and is a goddamn nightmare to manage. So there's a whole nother problem that needs to be solved. And that is again where it's really important to be able to understand what was the problem I was trying to solve. Because we used to work for somebody, Tyler, that uh, automation was like a four-letter word. Oh yeah, and it was like if like if it was like it just wanted nothing to do with it. Which un- the principle was right, mm-hmm. which was like there's not enough humanity. And I will tell you, like that mindset of not going hard in the paint of automating every single piece and having. AI and all that kind of shit handle it, it does save you at the end of the day to make sure that your system is really sound and you've done enough manual versions of it before you ever allowed like something to just be like automatic to come out. Cause we spend more time fixing that shit when there is some amazing CMS system that gives the gym owners like, no, we have every workflow imaginables available to you and you won't ever have to message or communicate with someone and they'll magically show up on day one. And then we come in and we're like, Oh my God, have you seen that you're sending 37 messages in the next seven days? And gym was like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, I, I says up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, The last piece that I think is important too, it comes back. You, you called it out earlier where it was like, what is your skill set as the individual in your business? Yeah. Because it really does come back to, you have to know, we've talked, talked about this before you as a gym owner, you have to know well enough about every piece of your business to understand if you're getting fucked or not, if you're going to hire somebody else to come in and help you and work with you. And this comes down to where you have to have done it enough. You have to have understood the concept enough to have either failed at it enough times, come up with new versions of it and be able to really like tweak and refine whatever that process is. You can't just expect all of a sudden the system to be functioning better or faster. And it, it oftentimes it requires you to have put in the work to understand and it, Let's use accounting. Yeah. I don't, I am not an accountant by trade, but I do listen to somebody that is an accountant by trade who I'm not paying. And he goes, I don't do my accounting. I hire an accountant. Well, why do you hire an accountant? Because that is what they do. I can do accounting and I can do accounting for our businesses, but I don't do it because where I make our money, my value for our companies is is over here, is elsewhere. But I have to understand that when I look at what the profit loss and margins, and I looked at everything gets broken down of what's my income statement and what's all the pieces that come in, I have to know, is the person that I'm paying to do my accounting, are they fucking up? Mm -hmm. I don't have to literally do it, but I have to have understanding enough to know what I'm looking at in order to be able to be informed. And this is super important for every aspect of your business as well.
0: On that note, I saw a great meme this morning. It said, uh, said a guy was talking to his accountant and talking to an accountant. And the guy says, so he asked the guy, he goes, says, what's four plus four. The guy goes, it can be whatever you want it to be. And the guy goes, I'd like to hire you as my
1: accountant.
0: (laughs) So it. it is like the skill set that you have needs to be, it needs to update You need to level up all of that, of course, like your skill set does, but it is the same with your business as well. Like it's not just, because some of these things you don't need to level up. You need to have just enough of an understanding so you're not getting taken, or took, or let's use the word getting got, right? So you're not getting got by your accountant. So you're not getting got by your social media people. So you're not getting got by your coaches. So you're not getting got by... Anybody else that you fold in, you do have to have somewhat of an understanding or you have to completely impart a ton of trust on whoever you do fold in, which can be risky. And it is the name of the game. There is some of that risk that's being, you know, extended out there as you bring somebody in. But at some point you do you are responsible to have enough of an understanding of the things that are going on in your business so that it can grow and so that it's not getting taken advantage of by whoever you've delegated to. And
1: this is the process yeah. of this is how you start to continue to be, to allow yourself to be unreasonable. Mm-hmm. It just is it because it's, and you don't get bogged down by the daily shit that you have to do. You don't get bogged down by the people that you're spending the time with because it ends up being a mindset that has a very clear set of actions that you can take every single week, every single quarter, every single day of assessing what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And is it moving me towards this level, this high standard that I expect of myself to then be able to be successful in everything that I'm doing in the business? Because then if you hold that standard for yourself, your clients will benefit mm-hmm. the, the services that you can provide. Right, it's like, oh man, you know, it's right now. All I can do is body fat measurements with a a sewer's measuring tape and some calipers. It's like, all right, right. and that's where we start. But boy, it would be sweet to have one of those fucking DEXA scanners in your facility. Yeah. So that's the unreasonable standard. How do we go get that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think and you you mentioned that it's very good because that trickles down into the client experience and it should Mm -hmm. right that expectation for what you want for outcomes needs to be same for the value that you provide because you know you can't just take right you do need to deliver value you cannot just extract wealth from other people and not fucking deliver anything that ends up being very short-sighted right it ends up not being very sustainable you'll get figured out pretty quick if you suck if you don't care if your client's work with you for years and look the same, like what the, okay. Right. At some point, the word's going to get out. And then you're just maybe a place that people go to exercise. And you're not a place that is delivering something very exceptional. One of our uh, gear Academy clients we were talking to the other day, he got to the point where he was having a trouble with, you know, his location, it was a franchise. And he had a lot of coaches that were like, you know, before that weren't that great and not a good reputation. And so when he got rid of staff and he brought in new staff, it was hard for him to get new people and getting new people meant he needed to like kind of rethink how he handled the whole thing. He needed to understand that going and getting testimonials from people that are available to be coached right now that have had great results, had life-changing experiences. He basically had to become the biggest hype man for his gym to his staff and the people. Yeah. And in doing that When he was bringing in new staff, he got people instead of that, we're looking for some stand around at a gym, be professional exercisers kind of gig by talking to those things and hyping that up, making that be the standard. He was able to like really get people who were stoked, like, like really stoked to come in and make a difference. And now he's got a staff in there that is killers that sell, that deliver great products that are passionate about it. And then on the client end, it rules like they're completely kicking ass. And so that's the piece is eventually you're building an entire culture of this on both ends, the consumer end, the employee end and the business end and on the end of your pocketbook as well, that that needs to be top to bottom beginning to end throughout needs to be woven through your entire business. And if you get all of that put together, you can start to have something now that will nearly sustain and grow itself because you're imparting all those same skills and all the same processes into your staff. And if you, and and that's the part of building some, and if you do that, if that's the way your business is centered, big time results, we really care and we do run a great facility. We're trying to do the best, be the best. We want to be the best in our area. Like if you want to be, I'll tell you this, if you want to be the best gym or the best coach in your area, that is there to be fucking had very easily I, I implore all of you, where you're at, make a list of the top five gyms in your area. What you would describe as the top five best, not mo- at making money, though that might be on that list, but li- literally, what would you describe as the best If, if from a consumer? Right? If the consumer is looking at it, who is the best here, who has the best reputation, who truly is the best beyond the consumer, just your understanding of who does the best job, what is that and how can you do better than that? and you're gonna find that it's pretty fucking easy. It's it's very, very, very easy with just effort, empathy, and then this true like drive towards not being mediocre, and you'll transcend everybody very, very, very quickly. Most people in your industry, including the ones that are quote great in your area, they're just doing, they're still just doing. They're not trying to constantly retool. Become better, 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 level up, level up, level up, level up. They're just as good as they are. And that's a pretty easy thing to overtake. So keep that in mind.
1: It was when that example of when we were talking about that gym owner, the franchise owner, it was really something to be able to have him step back and identify it's this is the weakness we have, like as a brand. Yeah, our reputation was there. You know what I mean, it was what it was. And I never, I never. Full disclosure, like I never had thought about that reframe mindset wise for to say, not only is the reputation has always been really important to be able to establish like the clients that you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. But the fact it was that switch of I need to make sure that our staff understands what we're all about so that I can get better fucking staff and get people to stay. And have it not just be this weird corporate churn and burn mentality. And this is what drives us fucking insane is that this industry keeps trying to apply churn and burn large corporate fucking bullshit mentalities into you folks that have boutique style, small type gyms and small is relative, but you're, you're not just a fucking You're not planet fitness. You're not these large corporate entities. And yet we're trying to like just violently shove these fucking tactics that are coming from just another world. Be like, no, no, no. Like this is how you scale. And it's like, no, like this is how you lose your soul. This is how this is not has nothing to do. And so watching someone that comes from that world be like, nope this is how we're going to do it. And I'm going to find these testimonials and these reviews and these clients. So not so I can attract other clients, but so I can attract the right coaches and then I can attract the right people. And then from those people, then we can scale up. As soon as you brought up, I, I wanted to grab my notes. It was, he went from, I'm not going to give the actual numbers.
0: Yeah. Cause you'll shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they were crazy, but yeah. it was like, he goes, he went from, Once he got the right people in place, one of those guys was just like ready to fucking excel and rose to the top. And then that gym owner was finally able to get somebody that he had been, had hired multiple times for to kind of find that next middle management position that was possible. And they went from now where before what they were making per month, they're now making per day at this location. Yep. And it just was, what, in the last three months, maybe? Because it just was ruthlessly simplifying, breaking things down, and holding that unreasonable standard. And most importantly, because this was the thing that we were working really hard with this gym owner on, which was he's not allowed to be the one to do it. Yep, He has to stay removed and it has to be scalable. And this was, and it actually came from, We have heard this on our end from our mentors and then his business partner, it would always say to him, well, Bill, if we had a hundred locations, would you do the same thing? And that reframe mentally for what this audacious, totally unreasonable goal, you don't have, you may not have a goal to have 100 locations for your gym.
0: But this investor does which means this investor is not going to accept some short-sighted int- incremental gains bullshit right. this investor goes, no, 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 no. Like this is, yeah, this is wonderful. I'm not, I don't care to push this pawn of a chess piece okay. forward mm-hmm. until it gets murked. What I care to do is conquer this fucking board and the next one and the next one and the next one. And it's a very different game. And most people, are just trying to march their pawn forward to be fucking slaughtered. Um, you know, there's a there's a book I had read a while ago. It was called uh, Conversational Capital. It's like how to create things that people are excited about, mm. right? And it's a lot about attention to detail, and it is about this this larger vision. What really should it be? And I think one of the things, maybe I talked about this in the past, way back. This would be way through, but it was like Air France in their like international flights in first class. They would have the uh, flight attendants would have to wear separate, different perfumes. It would be made that would be part of the process, so that like each person seemed unique. It seemed like a person who. Uh, it just seemed like a more premium experience, you know, and and that's like a little detail in there that may or may not be that important. But in the grand scheme of things, it just, it just matters just a little bit. But in that book, one of the things is that long-term standard, that long-term standard that you should be upholding. Every little piece needs to be built in underneath that. And then when it is that way, now you have a conversation piece that now you don't, your marketing now can be 10 X because your organic marketing, your paid advertising, whatever that is, is going to be there. But then everyone who has experienced the experience that you provide is going to go tell fucking everybody like these guys are great. I mean, these guys are really great. There's a difference between buying a cup, buying a cup of coffee from God knows what I got around here to get in a cup of coffee that's made by somebody who cares really is. And I go in and I know, I just, I really know. And, and I can tell this because there's around here, there's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of people trying to be great. There's a lot of people trying to just settle in and survive. And that's, that's normal in a lot of areas, but I have a friend who never quite found his thing right in all of his life. He never really found his thing. He tried a bunch of different things. Then he became an apprentice just randomly looking for guy was looking for help. I had a taxidermy shop. Okay. You know what I mean? Like putting fish and pheasants and birds. And that's you know, a very popular thing around here. Hunting's the whole deal here. Um, and now it's been years and it's like his pure passion, like purely you talk to him about it and you know, Ooh, this is his thing. Like he's, he really cares that it be done great. That like every outcome be tippy top notch. And there is no accepting of any lower standard. But in doing that, once that fire has been lit, everyone else will be able to be warmed by that fire. Every client that comes in is going to get to the point where they go, fuck, this guy's the dude. And now what? so busy years i mean you're gonna drop some shit off there and be like yeah i'll talk to you when i fucking talk to you i mean it's expensive it's incredible and there's such a wait list that it just doesn't matter the only thing he could do to make more money is to just simply keep raising the price which they'll just keep on doing until the demand falls off but that's it that's that's the thing that unreasonable standard is in my opinion once you find a thing that you're willing to deliver with that unreasonable standard being baked into it, everything else will almost take care of itself because people recognize it. And now your need to acquire clients who are willing to pay big money, you're no longer gonna nobody's going to him for some bullshit. Nobody's going to him for nothing. They ain't even they don't even bother. To go, I'm not going to that guy. You know, for the same reason you're not going to go to a very high-end steakhouse and ask for a McChicken. You're just you're not going to ask for the chicken strips at Ruth's Ruth Chris or whatever. It's a little average for the price, in my opinion. It's a boring, but, but you're not going to go if you ask for the chicken strips. They're like fuck you. You know what I mean? And and I think it is very. I think that's. I think that was like a is a really solid example of what you can really deliver if you're delivering it with that standard. Because in that book, they they lay out the whole thing, and I, I do highly recommend it. it's a good read. It becomes a bit redundant because they're delivering so many examples on the same subject. Sure. Um, But you get the basis pretty quick. And I think um, I think that concept is one that I that I really, really live by, especially as on the content we create, the subject matter that we've covered in many of the podcasts. I've done all those things. We've made sure to make sure that the shit we make people talk about, whether it's good or bad or whatever, but it is an experience people talk about. And if you don't recognize the passion or fire in it, nobody's going to be attracted to it. It's just going to be another average placeholder. And there's plenty of gyms out there that can be an average placeholder for someone that just wants to go flex in front of a mirror or stand on the fucking elliptical for 20 minutes and leave.
1: Well, it's game recognizes game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: this is the idea where you start playing at a level of greatness. The people, just like you said, the people, the relationships now that you build can be great. Yeah. Because somebody that wants greatness. You're going to start attracting people that want to be able to participate in that. That's their level
0: and can afford it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so so therefore they can afford it. So what happens to your money? You're chasing greatness. You start making more money. So now you're dealing with people because those rates are higher. I guarantee you those early taxidermy customers were whoever would show up. Yeah. And as that greatness was chased, now it's people like, no, I'm willing. I know what I'm paying for. I'm going to pay for this. So now all of a sudden, now your guys has the opportunity to fucking be talking to like senators Mm -hmm. and fucking people that are really like, as far as status and shit that are going to come in and be able to pay for it. They're going to pay for it because it's great. So your money gets better. The people you're rubbing shoulders with is better. You're now able to be like, no, just like you said, I'll get to you when I get to you. So now your time, I'm not strapped. You're not strapped for fucking time anymore. Because this is, no, this is, this is, the bar is greatness here.
0: Yeah.
1: And talk about like, if you, so many people that are poor, that we're working with, or that we have communicated with and talked with over the years, where they all are driven by deep purpose. They just know that they're called to do something more, but man, it's really hard to make a lasting impact on your community. If you can't eat.
0: You you can only do it part time because you got to have, you got to shovel shit for eight hours a day.
1: So all of these things end up becoming really, really connected and intertwined that then just leads you towards, but it starts with that mindset.
0: And one more thing on that note, think out there we talked about, you know, assessing finding the who's who are the five best people in your area? Reputation wise, who's the best the best coach, who's the best gym. That's a great exercise. The other one is, I want you to just think about what is out there as far as an average fitness experience. How many people go to their gym multiple times a week and leave their gym with nothing to say to their friends or family about it? A lot, a lot. And that doesn't mean the gym's doing bad. It just means that there's room to grow that that experience could be great. And people would would love it. And if people love it, they will talk about it. If people like it, they will experience it and go about their fucking day. And I'll tell you, this, this is one thing for sure. When I coach people as a personal trainer, they talk to everybody that they know about it. Because I do care. I do push them harder. I do things very differently. It's very different than everybody else. Same thing with Megan. She's, it's very different. People who work with her will tell everybody who they're working with, what it's like, how great it is. If your people are not telling everybody, then maybe your standard needs to be raised a little bit. Maybe you need to deliver a better product. Maybe you simply just need to set your sights a little bit higher. Yeah. Right? Don't settle for mediocrity. We that's the one thing in the Gear Academy that we don't play with at all. Now we don't play with running towards fucking things in the wrong order and any of that stuff. But if your goals are average, I don't care. And I won't pretend I will never pretend to care about a problem that you have. If I don't actually care, I'll say this is not important, solve it, let's go. Whatever this is, I don't care how difficult it is, but it needs to be behind us for us to move forward. If we're going to dwell on this, we just, we simply cannot sit here. So it's very important. If you want to work with us personally, that has to be, your target needs to be, how can you have it all? How can you be the best? How can you earn the most? How can you have it all? How can your clients have the best experience? How can they get the best results? It's the only thing that matters.
1: And if you want to be able to get into the gear Academy, you can't right now. So the only way that we can, and we are working with folks in the gear and above is we have to help you first. Yep. We have to be able to work with you one-on-one. We have workshops that you can sign up to. You go to the link in our bio and for at the gym owners podcast or at Tyler or my Instagram account, but you go to there and sign up to have us be able to come in give you a list of things what is it that you need help to be worked on we have to be able to work with you and be able to provide that value for you You got it there is the results that we shared to the franchise owner that's not Tyler and I did he got those results yeah
0: i didn't do we didn't yeah. and so <laughs>
1: that's why it's like you, you people are like oh, well, well the, you know the fine print is that the, these results are atypical and it's like no all results are atypical Yep. All re- because we, this whole fucking episode is about how many people we know and you can see in your average – in your daily life that are average as fuck, that are not striving to do anything amazing or anything incredible. So it's if you are hungry enough and you want to be able to be affiliated and you want to be able to have a network of people that are all reaching for something unreasonable and you want to be able to have Tyler tell you that you're being a fucking idiot yeah. and to stop talking to you about these things, that that is – right? That's the standard to then be able to move forward. But we have to be able to talk with you about your business. If
0: I've never raised my voice to tell you that you're wrong and that you need to reprioritize some things, I don't give a shit about you. Know that. And that's how you know you're in the right room. So um, yeah, that's your piece. And the stuff we're working on right away in those projects, it can be first with social media or some of your uh, Google business profile stuff. We can help you assess some of that stuff with these kind of, it's free, We'll get in and we'll give you, we'll give you exact, we'll tell you exactly what we think, the good, the bad. We're not here to shit on you. That's not what we do. You ain't paying me, so I'm yelling at you. But uh, we get into those things. Um, and then if you take that and run with it and you have success with it, then you want to come back to us and work with us in the gear Academy. Um, that is absolutely something that can be done. Um, until then, uh, we don't just take people who haven't really done or applied any of the things that we talk about, which is why we point you in the direction of doing some of these things for free. Uh, Cause then I know you'll do it and it's not a waste of my effort. Much like I'm not going to work with a client who's not going to get any results because they're in their own way. I'll do everything I can to guide them. But if the effort's not there, if you want to lose 20 pounds and you don't want to change the way you eat and don't want to exercise, no matter how much money you fucking pay me, this is going to be an unsuccessful endeavor. Therefore, no. And so if you're, if you're done, if you're done waiting in mediocrity, shoot us a message. All right. That's what we got for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow the show Jim owners podcast on, on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and stone. Follow John at jbanks.fl. The website is gym Facebook group is links is in the description. Join there. So we we'll drop all sorts of good stuff. That's also where the video episodes are at. If you're concerned about how attractive we are not. So <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.